and welcome to Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking as I begin to record this for the third time. Here's what happened, dear listener. Here's what happened. I, I started the first time and, uh, and realized my audio levels were all over the place. Uh, and I, I was playing the theme music too loud. It was quite obnoxious. And I thought, you know what? No, uh, my fans deserve better than this. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. It won't take too long. I only recorded two minutes. So I started again. And I got about 12 minutes into that time. And then I looked over because I was in such a flow state. I was so into it. And I looked over, not recording. Not recording even a little. And, uh, and, and here we are. And, uh, you know, the, the good mood has evaporated almost instantly. Now, here's the good news, guys. Every time I've done this in any incarnation of my incantation, incarnation of my podcast, incarnation, Todd Carnation, in any iteration, who knows, version, in any pod, any episode, any, I'm getting stuck, in any episode of any podcast I've ever done, whether it be Tremendous with my mate Elliot, whether it be this, uh, show some respect to Whitcomb is talking, to which you are currently enjoying, uh, recording it back has always led to greater results, for sure. You kind of get a little bit of the nerves out of the way. It's kind of like that something about Mary thing, you know, you, you just, you, 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 you bust one out so you feel more confident for the date. Does that, does everyone who I want to get that reference get that reference? I hope so. So look, we're starting fresh. We're starting fresh. It's good for you. I mean, did it, you know, like I don't have 14 minutes to waste. I, I, I've, I've got three YouTube tabs open for shows that I, for, for video clips that I really have no interest in watching, but I will. Um, so look, you know, 12 minutes. I, I think I can give it, I think I can give you guys 12 minutes. What am I, a lawyer? I don't know. I have no billable hours. My time is worth almost nothing. It's been uh, such a, a, a joy to be uh, on tour, on tour with the Ignorant Tour through to Brisbane, Newcastle, Wollongong, you know, all the major cities, all the major, Brisbane, Wollongong, Newcastle, that's, that's the circuit. That is the comedy circuit, as everybody knows. I thought I might be able to fit in Aubrey Wodonga just to do, you know, the quad, as they call it, but no. Couldn't manage that. Uh, who, you know, Perth, Melbourne, Adelaide, no thanks. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, leave, leave it to me uh, to go to Australia's arts capitals of Brisbane, Newcastle, Wollongong. It has been a, an absolute delight. It's been so cool coming out to shows and seeing people I've never met, coming to see my stuff. People have found me on Instagram, people who have uh, responded to my Facebook ads. Uh, Newcastle on Sunday night was a treat. It went absolutely fantastic. Could have had more people there if I recognised that last weekend the monster trucks were in Newcastle. As we all know, monster trucking is the official sport of the Hunter region. Uh, but uh, too too late for that. Too late for that one. So, uh, you know. And look, to be honest, I would love to be at the monster trucks too. Who wouldn't love to be at the monster trucks at all times? You know, I... I uh, and I, I sound like I'm... I'm speaking very uh, sarcastically and ironically and quite rude, to be honest, but I genuinely mean that. I've always wanted to go to the monster trucks. So I, I would happily go to the Rusty Demons. The, the Rusty Demons uh, is, for those unaware, a motorbike extravaganza. Uh, isn't it weird? Do you guys have any of those friends who are like motorbike guys and not like, not like bikies? Like they wear, you know... Fox motorcycle gloves and 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 uh, and their Facebook profile picture is them doing a wheelie. What's that about? I don't know if Sammy C, the guy from school who I am particularly thinking about right now, happens to be listening. 
But I, I don't know. It's like, I always think if you're doing some kind of like vaguely stunt motorbike driving, I, I think you have at least a little bit of a death wish. It's like, I was thinking about this the other day. It's like Free Solo. Do you know like Free Solo rock climbing? You ever see that? Fantastic movie, Free Solo, Alex Honnold. That guy uh, who is, I, th- I think, scientifically a psychopath uh, that we've made a, a documentary about because he channeled it into, uh, into climbing rocks and not... Uh, I mean, mo- I, I guess a lot of documentaries are about psychopaths, aren't they? Psychopaths are just great fodder. It's like whatever you choose to do. If you want to kill and eat people or uh, just scale a, a mountain in Yosemite with no ropes, either way, we're all, we're all eyes and ears. We're keen. Tell us all about it. Uh, but... If, if, like, free solo seems particularly unnecessary because it's like, look, man, we've, we've already got all the harnesses. You own the harnesses. I've seen you use them. Why don't we just use the harnesses? No, 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 no. No, we've got to do it all risk. No, all risk for very little additional reward. That's what we're going for. It's like, hey, man, is, uh, is everything okay? Because it kind of seems uh, like you're just looking for the world's coolest way to end it all. Because, honestly, I, I don't feel like there's a... Why don't you just put the harness on and just like try really hard not to fall off, but know that if you do, you get to try again. Isn't that... When Alex Honnold undoubtedly one day falls to his death, I think it's like, it's like those wingsuit guys. Those wingsuit guys have, a, have an average life expectancy of about 37, and I don't think they're that disappointed about it. The, the, the fact that when, a, when an extreme sportsman or woman falls to his or her death, I think it's funny to watch all of their friends kind of sit around and act as if it's tragic and not exactly what that person was hoping for. There's no, you just, why would you do it? There are other options. The wingsuit's actually more justifiable because they're, they're doing it as safely as they can while still flying like a bat. It's the it's the best they can work out for right now. The free solo guys, come on. Just look, just you've already, you've got the ropes. They're in the van. We'll get them together. I'll help you put it on. Everything's going to be fine. All right? We'll get you midway up the mountain. You can cry up there. Still no one will see you. It's it's going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. You know that Alex Honnold guy, they've like run him through MRIs. He has no fear response. That, 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 that guy is essentially already dead inside, so I don't think it's too much. Of it. I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure the, you know, <laughs> they, the, I think those documentarians were like, look, okay, we have two films that we could release. One is about free solo rock climbing. The other one is about autism. It's the same footage. What do we, what do we want to do? How do we, where are we sitting on this? It's like, well, Louis Theroux already kind of nailed autism, and uh, I think we'll leave that to him. I mean, if anyone's going to understand autism, it's uh, going to be Louis Theroux. But uh, in any case, what was I talking about? Oh, the Ignorant Tour. Well, the Ignorant Tour comes to a close tomorrow night, Friday in Wollongong. It's going to be an absolute delight at the Side Door Theatre. I would say get tickets, but it's too late. By the time this gets out, unless you hack my computer for some reason and uh, this is all you came away with, in which case, commiserations. But uh, I'm, I'm, otherwise, I'm going to say you're going to get this on Tuesday and you've missed out on tickets to, uh, to the ignorant tour in Wollongong. You, you, you were like, oh, I forgot that was happening. I meant to drive from Perth 
uh, Perth, Scotland, that is. Perth, Scotland to London and fly over to see the Ignorant Tour. And I missed it. I missed the last chance to see the critically under-acclaimed masterpiece, the, 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 the stand-up comedy hour that at the Sydney Comedy Festival Awards in 2022 was criminally overlooked. I didn't get there. I'm never going to see it. Well, fret not, because I have, I have a solution for you. Tom- tomorrow, if you're watching this slash listening to this on the day that uh, I released it, which you really should, because, I mean, comedy's all about relevance and the world moves so quickly right now that I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about the day of morning and there's a good chance by Tuesday. I mean, it's Thursday now. It's, it, I'm in it. I'm, I'm, I'm currently mourning. I don't know if you can hear the, uh, the sadness in my voice. If it's curiously absent, that would you know, reflect the way I feel. But if you... Uh, you really should listen to this on, on, on the Tuesday. But look, you know, fuck. Beggars can't be choosers. I'll, I'll, I'll let you listen whenever you want. Please, tune in. Uh, whenever suits you. So, I mean, this is good news. If, if you've left a little bit, if you've, if you've kind of like, I don't need this on the Tuesday, it's too early in the week, I'll get it on the Thursday morning when I really need to fucking just like, just, just grit my teeth and close my eyes and just get through the next 48 hours and I, and I get you. Um, don't worry, because there's more good news. There's more Tom Whitcomb to consume because on YouTube right now or tomorrow, if you listen to this on the day it comes out, on YouTube, is uh, Tom Whitcomb Ignorant live at the Sydney Comedy Festival recorded in May of this year out for the world to see. Oh, my word. You know what I've just done as well is I now have the capability to do this. How do we feel about that? Is that a value add to this podcast? Or is it? A, or, or do you guys kind of feel like this? Look, I'll be honest, the, the, the technical skills are still to be... What, what about, is it, you know what I felt when I played both of those sound effects at the same time? <laughs> All right, I think I need to, uh, I should take those sounds off again. I don't know if that's, what do, you, what do you think? Did that help? Did that help? The main reason I've done this is just so I can do this. You guys can't tell and you don't know that I have to, before this I had to like, connect my laptop to the thing, it made very little sense. I was not using nearly 10% of, of all the features that were uh, attached to this thing. And, uh, and you know how I feel about that? No, that's not how I feel about that. I don't know. I, it just says scary, and I'm like, what is that? These are the presets, by the way. All the other ones are the presets. I've, got, I've also got this. Pretty good. Well, I... Guys, I'm getting so distracted now. They're also they're all bright colors. They're little pads on the thing. I just wanna, I just, I just wanna keep coming back to it. Um, what is this one? That's a dream sequence. Uh, that's uh, yeah. Okay. So many possibilities. So many ideas. Tom Whitcomb Ignorant comes out on YouTube Wednesday, the 28th of September. Go and watch it. If you came and saw me do the show. Go and watch it on YouTube and remind yourself of all the jokes you didn't understand the first time. Uh, because, you know, I've, I've been performing this live in front of a few people. And I'm going to say, if you've seen the show, there's a fair to high chance you missed some stuff. Because, I, I'm, you know, the jokes are layered that way. You, you, you're going to catch stuff the second, third, fourth, fifth time you watch it. And you're going to catch some things you didn't see the first time around. Like if you listen to this podcast again, you'll catch that I'm ripping off an episode of Ricky Gervais' extras right now. That that sort of stuff. 
Um, you should you should give it a give it a watch, give it a listen. There's a, there's, there's some clips on there. You can forward them around to your friends that you think have good senses of humor, or or send it to your friends that have very very fragile, brittle senses of humor to anger them. I could also get around that. If you have friends who have blogs and a lot of opinions, oh, well, do I have a, a three-part blog for them as they react to what my take is on the body positivity movement? I think they would have some thoughts. I think there's a gender studies major out there who has a lot of time on her hands. In fact, I reckon there's a lot of gender studies majors out there who have a lot of time on their hands. And when I say there, I'm using it plural and singular, because we all know what I'm getting at. So, please, watch the special, share it around, tell your friends. This is the first really, really, like, this is the first really good indication, demonstration of of what I try to do and what I'm trying to provide to the world. So, please, I would love for you to watch it. I would love for you to share it. I would love for some more people to see it. So, please, tell your friends, pass it around, give it a watch. Let me know what you think. Shoot me a DM. I say this every week. I will respond. I have so much time. I don't have so much, but I will make time for you. So please, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I've been, I've been running around doing podcasts, trying to drum up some interest. I did uh, uh, Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema, where we discussed the movie Team America, uh, an absolute masterpiece. Would recommend both the podcast and the movie. I did a podcast called 1001 Songs That Make You Want to Die, uh, that is a, uh, a a podcast about exactly what you would think it is. I, I got to pick my own song. I chose the Lumineers, Ho Hey. Uh, the Lumineers, obviously, one of those early 2010s bands that cosplayed the Great Depression uh, with suspenders and a, and a fedora. And, uh, you know, we're happy to take on what any, whatever sexual assault allegations come with dressing that way in the pursuit of their music. Um I, I, it was one or two. I couldn't work out whether I was going to say, uh, are they cosplaying as the Great Depression or cosplaying as farmers? Because either way, too much, too much mandolin. Too much mandolin in that song. And uh, hopefully, as you're all aware, unless you're in a Led Zeppelin tribute act or you perform at a Gold Coast theatre restaurant, the, the only amount of mandolin, mandolin pardon, is too much. That, there's, 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 there's only a ceiling. There is only a... There is only a is that or only a floor? I don't know. I've, I've mixed metaphors here. Um, I was really—it was hard for me to pick out like the song because I had to come with the song, and I'm like, well, I want something that is going to be like people are going to recognize and identify with, and people are going to want to hear me speak about. But I also wanted to be true to myself. I wanted to be like, no, songs I really hate and always hated because I think a lot of those like cringe songs. A lot of cringe songs are ones that a lot of people really seem to like. I think like a lot of cringe songs were incredibly popular, and then in retrospect, we were like, "Ugh, that was so lame." Oh my god, I bought that Nickelback album. Ironically, obviously, yeah, I, I listened to Photograph a hundred times just so I could really get the nuances of how much I hated it. I'll be the first to admit it. I didn't hate Nickelback, all right, and I think a lot of you didn't. I think a lot of you were just playing the game you were told to play which was we heard something a few too many times, somebody a bit cooler than us made a bad joke about them once, and we went, well, I guess they're fucking awful uh, from now on. I'm happy to go ahead with that. 
all of these, you know, the cringe songs, the Nickelbacks and the Vanga Boys and whatever. I don't know. Do people, are people cringy about the Vanga Boys? Maybe that's just me showing uh, my inner sense of shame because, God, tell you what, I owned a Vanga Boy CD. Not, 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 a, not a word of a lie. I was young. I was young. I had a, the worst one. I had like a little, I, I had quite an impressive CD collection when I was like in my teens and in my early 20s. I used to like, it was really weird actually. I got very, very paranoid about um, having downloaded so much music off Napster and LimeWire that I started like trying to uh, absolve my sins by buying CDs from, you know, the gods at JB Hi-Fi. Because apparently paying $4 for the essential Johnny Cash makes up for, for downloading the entire Jimi Hendrix discography. But um, I, uh, I had like a little, uh, most of them were kind of proudly displayed because I was like, they were kind of like 60s, 70s, 80s, Beatles, Pink Floyd, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Macy Deasy's, like stuff that at the very least at 17 I thought was fucking cool. Guns and Roses and Motley Crue and stuff. And then I had a little drawer of shame, uh, you know. I I covered them over the top with a with a pornographic magazine, just so people would get distracted and not seek underneath to find my copy of the Black Eyed Peas Ella Funk, because it was there. I had the Black Eyed Peas Ella Funk. I had uh, the soundtrack to the movie Rockstar, which you know, actually, in hindsight, I might stand by. That was a a banging film. That no, I don't think many people. That would have been a good one for Ladies Guide to do cinema. Actually, I don't know if you've seen Rockstar. Is uh, it's Mark Wahlberg and Jennifer Aniston. Mark Wahlberg plays the uh, the front man of a very six. Well, no, a, no, not successful. Just a very good cover band of a heavy metal uh, outfit called Steel Dragon, and the lead singer of Steel Dragon quits and he takes over for him. And uh, lives his dream. And uh, boy, you you combine eighties glam rock with uh, my very very uh, passionate feelings for Jennifer Aniston off the back of Friends, and, and you you come away with uh, a, a a boy who's bought a soundtrack to a movie. I I think you can never be too proud of buying a soundtrack CD, especially if it's not original music. Like I, I anyway. Um, 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die Trying. No, not Get Rich or Die The other one after that, The Massacre. 50 Cent's The Massacre was in there. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I was right to be a little bit ashamed of that one. Uh, Good Charlotte. There's a fair bit of Good Charlotte in there. Good Charlotte, which is kind of like, you know... Blink-182 maintained a, a semblance of coolness over the years. Good Charlotte. No, that... Uh, that I, I, I did have... I, you know, I had a real post-punk phase when I was 12, but at least I now have the common decency to be ashamed of it because I know a lot of people my age who still talk about how great Simple Plan were, and it's just I need to give you a backhand immediately. Um, anyway, uh, but, uh, and then yesterday I did, uh, I did Billy Darcy, Billy Darcy's Get Around Me podcast, which was great. A fellow, like, he and I both do solo podcasts, and i got to say, it's, back, it's great to be back on the solo podcast. Just... A man in a microphone, the way stand-up comedy used to be. This is what it's all about. Because every time I'm on a podcast with other people, I kind of feel like I do whenever I'm in, a, in an escape room where I'm like, God, all of you are holding me back. If only there were seven of me in here right now. Hey, I know I've said this before. If you picked up on that, good for you. You're a, you're a loyal listener. If you didn't pick up, pick up on that, go back. Go and find it. 
go and find and listen back to this, me say the same thing at an earlier time. Um, anyway, it is today the uh, day of mourning. Um, and uh, i I got to be honest, haven't seen anyone look too sad just yet. I think the saddest response I've seen from anyone is in response to the weather not being as nice as we'd like. I think that's what's got people really depressed, not the loss of a monarch, but uh, the presence of clouds. And it's, uh, I've got to be honest, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm quite depressed. Um, I'm quite down because uh, the day of mourning is on a Thursday, which is my day off anyway, but I don't get any extra time off, No. I'm 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 not getting paid for today at all. You know, I'm I'm not working and not getting paid. Do you think that's what Queen Elizabeth stood for? I'm not working and I'm not earning a dime, all right? Oh god, the royal fa- this isn't what the royal family stands for. The royal family stands for undue riches at all times and um that's that that's hurtful. Uh so uh, you know, uh that you, what, what can you do? What can you do? I've got a little. I've got a little story from from my work. Now, I can't. I can't go too into the weeds on this one because I think it could blow up in my face. Although, boy, how great would it be to to get a, like an unfair dismissal lawsuit? Wouldn't that be? I reckon that's. I reckon it's. Yeah. Oof. Or like workers' comp. Workers' comp, you know, when you hear about people who had workers' comp but, but uh, kind of cheated the system, oh, those are my heroes. Those are the people I want to be when I grow up. But um, we had a person come in on uh, Monday of this week. We have every Monday, we have a full all-company meeting. We had like, you know, 250 people there. It was a woman who came in on behalf of an industry body to talk about the importance of diversity and inclusion in our industry. And boy... Uh, did I agree while simultaneously being very bored. But, uh, you know, look, you're going to spend 45 minutes talking about something that doesn't benefit me at all. What do you expect? All right. Now, obviously, diversity and inclusion, yep, uh, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, Gender diversity and uh, racial diversity and the acceptance of people in minority groups. And uh, I also would say I have learned, especially in a big company, that there is a lot of shit that gets said and goes on, which is probably not that okay. It, no one's breaking any laws. Uh, you know, no one's really uh, done anything spiteful or vicious. But also, oh, you can't say that anymore, Jerry. All right? I know you've been working for 45 years, but it's not the 1970s anymore. How am I the voice of moral reason in this situation? And when I say voice, I really mean thoughts because I certainly don't say anything. Because, uh, hey, not my hill to die on. Is that a hot... No, that's... Anyway. So, <clears throat> look, that's uh, that's all of my male guilt coming through. We don't really talk about male guilt very much, do we? A lot of white guilt, not a lot of male guilt. Um, I have both, uh, which is just, you know, stacks on stacks, but... The, the the this woman talks a lot and she she specifically talks about microaggressions which you know regardless of what you think about it is definitely a thing uh you know people and it's kind of what I'm talking about before right like people say little things that they don't mean to say or they don't realize can come across as a little bit ignorant and hurtful and, and that can uh, make some people's experience much more difficult than uh, than the rest of us and all I agree 
I'm all for it, uh, you know. And uh, the parts I heard when I wasn't looking at my phone, I thought were very apt. No, I didn't. I, I wasn't looking at my phone. I was, anyway, I, I, would, I was trying to think about how to edit my uh, full hour of stand-up special. That was on my mind. But uh, in between microaggressions, yeah. And then she was like, you should go online and, and read the resources. I'm like, I'm probably not going to do that. But uh, I, I'm glad they're there in case, in case. Anyway, while this is all happening, a senior member of my company who shall remain nameless, uh, totally anonymous, uh, enters the fray. Um, already uh, quite an older man uh, just totally skipping the first three quarters of a, of a talk on diversity and inclusion from a woman in the industry. Uh, pretty, pretty on point. Pretty uh, almost, you know, when life imitates art. And, uh, oh, boy, did he. So the thing ends. There's a Q&A. No one has any cues because that's how workplaces work. You get to the end of the Q&A and like, hey, would any of you 200 people who are at the moment a, a shadowy mass uh, like to stand up and uh, put yourself in front of the entire group for judgment? And we all go, no, 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 we're quite fine, actually. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm going to just talk about this on my podcast in a couple of days. And um, so she, she's done. She stays in the room because we have one little announcement to, to, for the entire company before we head off. And uh, up stands this uh, very senior male member of our company to announce that uh, the woman who runs the cafe in our office, there's, a, there's an internal cafe, um, is celebrating 20 years at our company. And he's, he's uh, put together a little slideshow to celebrate her 20 years. And uh, you know what they should have done is they should have done the microaggression speech after this because we would have had so many excellent examples to point to. It was truly Ricky Gervais, David Brent levels of just head in hands, what are you doing? Like, what is this? It was, you know... If someone, if someone had made, if some, if there were cameras in there, they were like, "Is there an Australian version of The Office coming out?" Because I'm pretty sure this is in one of those episodes. He, he's, he's going on about like how at fancy dress parties she likes to get her boobs out, not like as in not flash, but like the, you know, there's a lot of cleavage. The cleavage is out. She's looking, she's looking fantastic. Uh, at one stage, he tells a story about how her husband used to date Elle McPherson, and there's a very 1980s bikini shot put on the TV for the whole office to see. Nips, nips a pointy uh, from Elle McPherson. Great cover. Would great issue of Sports Illustrated actually. Would would check it out. Um, he uh, he makes some reference to the fact that she always gets upgraded to business class, and he thinks she's sleeping with the pilots to get there. Uh, she at one stage he he references a funny story where she sent out an all staff email saying the special for lunch is deep fried Asian. Oh my word. It was, oh, it was one of those things as well where I'm like, am I the only one seeing this shit? Is anybody else? Is nobody? I was sitting next to the woman who gave the, the microaggression speech and I was like, oh boy, if nothing else, this must validate what you're trying to do with your life, right? Because fuck, there's some problems to solve. But uh, oh my word, what a, what a joy. And that's why I would like to use that story to introduce a new segment I want to do on this podcast, and when I say new, I mean first. Of the first segment of this podcast, it's called Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude is every Friday, 
Uh, I'm going to reach out on my Instagram and I want to hear a story where you've just seen someone just fucking eat it. All right. I want to see just times where you've thought, oh my God, I'm so happy I'm not this guy or girl, you know, probably, probably guy given the context of just what happened and, and, and my uh, level of male guilt. But, uh, oh, I also think Schadenfreude does just generally skew male. I think men put themselves on the line more and therefore you're even... And, and we like... I mean, who doesn't love seeing a man fail? Seeing a woman fail is a little sad. Seeing a man fail is just, oh, more of that. Please and thank you. Um, so I'm going to put out the call tomorrow and we'll talk about it on next week's podcast. Schadenfreude. Where, get, tell me. Tell me who you've seen just totally fall on their face and how much you've enjoyed it. And then uh, we, can, uh, we, we, we can discuss we can discuss. I might even, you know, if you've got some great stories, might have you on the pod. We, you, we can get you on uh, in front of, and tell, the, tell it from your, your perspective. Why was that schadenfreude so delicious to you? I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, oh, what else is going on? I've been, uh, I've been trying to, I've been trying to read more. Uh, and, uh, you know, as with most people trying to read more, it's not happening. It's not, it is not happening because somehow my 500 page book uh, of two different perspectives of the Second World War, just can't really, can't really hold up um, to the, you know, incest-driven storyline of House of the Dragon. I don't know I don't know if you guys are watching House of the Dragon right now. I, the way you can tell that less people are compared to Game of Thrones is a couple of weeks ago it was one of the most hardcore uncle-on-niece uh, romance scenes that, I, I mean, I've come across. I mean... Uh, a level of passion that really puts every stepbrother video to shame, uh, as, as far as I can tell. It was intimate, it was full-on, and as far as I can tell, no one seems to really be talking about it. Um, it is, I'm, I'm, enjoy, I'm enjoying House of the Dragon. I do constantly, you ever do this thing when you watch a TV show and you're like, do I? I need confirmation from other people as to whether this is good or not. I can't quite tell, but I am enjoying it. Um, the other thing I've been watching is the... Uh, the Netflix Untold series. You guys, you guys watch that? How would you, how could you ever read a book ever again when you have YouTube, TikTok, and Netflix? I mean, the fact we haven't just burned every library to the ground and replaced it with a production studio is, is, is impressive, if nothing else. I, before I went to London, went to uh, the local Vinnie's and bought a bunch of secondhand books because Vinnie's is the only place where books are priced at their appropriate value. $2 a book seems fair. You go to fucking Dimmicks, $34.99. $34.99 for what I am undoubtedly going to read about 12 pages of. Are you kidding? Unbelievable. Uh, and I went to um, I went to uh, the, the store and I bought, I think I bought three books for like six bucks or something. And uh, I have read, no, I, no I, I bought four. I've read about half of two of them, and one of them that I bought, just in case you wanted any insight into how delusional I am, uh, I bought Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky for $2. Now, it was in fantastic condition. Um, it actually looks like no one has ever even attempted to read it, uh, which is a tradition I will be passing on because there's no way I'm reading this book. I don't know. I, I bought it. I bought it at the counter and the woman was looking at me like, you're not going to fucking read this. No one's read that. No one's read this. 
No one has read Dostoevsky, unless you are an English teacher and you are required by law to have read it. And even those guys, most of them are going off spark notes. Why would I buy that? What, what, what kind of like... Uh, I, I would love to be the kind of person who reads Dostoevsky. I am not, okay? I, it's not, it's never happened. Has any, no one's read it. I don't think anyone, you know. I'm pretty sure Crime and Punishment and War and Peace are the same book. I'm fairly convinced of that, and people, and no one's noticed yet. Book publishers are like, "Look, all right, we got, we got, we got War and Peace. Uh, it seems to be going really well. You know how we could uh, double this? Is is so every English student in the country has to buy this twice, and no one will ever read it. Well, let's just rebrand it with another Russian name and uh, and and two different adjectives, and let's just hope no one's up to bring it up." Is war and peace or crime and punishment adjectives? Or are they, no, they'd be nouns? I wish I knew this stuff better. And I said it with confidence. I don't think anyone would have picked up until I went back. Um, but yeah, did I, did, I, did I launch into some Russian literature last night? No, I, uh, I watched a documentary about street basketball. You guys seen this? The Untold series. There's a bunch of really great documentaries on there. Uh, one I do like, Untold Caitlyn Jenner. Untold Caitlyn Jenner, which tells the story of when Bruce Jenner won uh, the decathlon gold medal in, I can't remember, I think it was the Atlanta Games in the 70s um, or 80s, must have been 80s, uh, when he was officially, they used to call the decathlon the winner, the fittest man in the world. And um, at the end of the documentary, Caitlyn Jenner, having told this story, and they kind of tell about the transition and stuff at the end, she says... Oh well, uh, I I didn't. Caitlin didn't win the gold medal. Bruce, that was Bruce. I would never take that away from Bruce. Bruce was the the gold medal winner, and this is Bruce's story. And the untold producer was like, "Yeah, we're still going to call this untold Caitlyn Jenner uh, because we don't want to get lynched." So uh, look, y- yes, you are more than welcome to say this is Bruce's story. We actually think that's kind of transphobic of you to say that, Caitlin, because you've always been Caitlin. Uh, that was Caitlin who won the men's gold medal in the decathlon, and I think you really need to do some thinking about your perspective because they're a little bit problematic uh, that you're dead naming yourself right now. Uh, so we're gonna call we're gonna call this the Caitlyn Jenner story, uh, and we think you're beautiful and an inspiration. Um, and uh, camera, turn the cameras off. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. This is guys. This is the, our careers were dangling by a thread. Then all right, you know how close we were. You know how close we were? If, any, if I hear anyone use the word Bruce Jenner on the car ride home, we're, we're finding a new production assistant for next time, all right? Um, but I, 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 last night I watched the uh, And One Basketball uh, documentary, which I don't know. I vaguely remember. It was like a big 90s thing, I think, maybe early 2000s. It must have been early, early to mid-2000s because it was kind of like the... Oh, but it was, anyway, it was, um, it was a, a brand in the basketball world uh, that basically stood for, like, street basketball. And they made this big story about it, especially that the, you know, the hood in New York. Did, how, did I say hood white enough then? In the, in the, in the hood? In the hood? And that, that hood has an apostrophe at the start of it because it's short for neighborhood. Um, neighborhood basketball. It, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing how the word neighbor can really anglo something up. But the uh, neighborhood basketball scene in New York, because uh, that you know these guys 
couldn't get tickets to go and see the Knicks play at Madison Square Garden in New York, so instead they would just um, go down to the local park. It was very, very impressive. And with these three white dudes at university, three white dudes at a university who were like, we should start a basketball brand. We love basketball. Um, you know what we'll do? is we'll, uh, we'll start it all about the basketball of the streets because street basketball is what we grew up playing, what we loved, um, and it's, it's a different positioning to what Nike owns in the NBA. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we have uh, a positioning. We have a brand name. Uh, now all we need is 17 to 20 rotating charismatic black guys uh, to, to perform for, for very little money for a long time. And uh, 17 to 20 rotating black guys went, that'd be us. Yeah, uh, we're happy to do this um, under the guise of thinking we're going to get paid fairly. And then, you know what? They didn't. Uh, look, sorry to totally ruin the entire documentary, but I think we all could see it coming, right? When I, when I was like, oh, this is a, a, the story of a basketball brand invented by three white dudes. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to make me feel good about my heritage. Look, but I would highly recommend the documentary. Worth watching, worth checking out. Uh, and uh, the Untold series on Netflix. Little recommendation for you all. There you go. Might think about doing more of that, but yeah, check out check out the 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 uh, the, the Untold series. Uh, there's a great documentary about how tennis players suffer from anxiety. Um, I mean, I could go into more racial stuff, but I'm not. Uh, it's, it's neither here nor there. Uh, and look, as we start to draw this podcast to a close, yet again, we close on. The new ending segment of Show Some Respect, Tom Whitcomb's talking. The three, two, one. Do I do I have do I have a, a sound effect for this? What about? I mean, it's not great, is it? It's not really in the in in the in the spirit of what I'm trying to do. Three, two, one. Who who are we going to? Who's getting the points today? Well, one point I think it has to go to Chad Kroger. All right, of Nickelback. Copped a tough time writing popular songs that everybody loved and then having to be attacked for it as we all dealt with the fact we were coming to terms with the fact that, you know, we are attracted to art that isn't very good. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't understand why the writers of the Big Bang Theory don't get the same blowback, but no, just, just Chad Kroger and Nickelback, unfortunately. One point to Chad Kroger, the paddle pop lion, the front man of Nickelback. Two points go to the And One Basketball Street team. Uh, the, the, the gang of... of 17 to 20 rotating black guys who propped up an entire brand and almost took down Nike until Nike pulled their finger out and went, you know what, we're just going to take this back. Nike were just like, look, it's very cute you guys started a brand, but uh, what we kind of do is destroy competition. So apologies. And three points, who else could it go to on the day of mourning? Then Queen Liz. Queen Liz the second. What What an innings. Great stuff. Just missed out on sending a letter to herself. Uh, if she got into 100, she could have started a one-day gratitude journal. Dear Liz, great for making it to 100. Good for you. But uh, didn't quite get there. And uh, look, uh, this is perhaps an unpopular opinion. I think we need to stay a monarchy. I think we need to avoid that republic because, let's be honest, how long has King Charles got left? We could get another public holiday before the year is out, I think. If something particularly shocking happens or we get another wave of COVID, I reckon we could get another long weekend out of this. Uh, and uh, and let's hope it's not a Thursday next time because that is hardly fair. And with that, let's call it a day. Yet again, guys, I'm going to ask you, please, go and check out my special on YouTube and also spread the word about the podcast. 
Did you enjoy this today? Do you have a friend who you think might enjoy it? Tell them. Get them on board. Get them to join the family. Be great to have them here. But until next time, have a great week. See ya. Thank you.